0: Hey, this is the Average Fella's podcast. I hope you got your coffee ready. Let's talk some business.
1: I had a vision of success and where I wanted to be,
0: and I had never, I had never owned my own business. I had never worked for myself.
2: Yeah, when I was ready, I told him, "You know, I'm sorry, I have to leave your company, but I'm gonna start my own, my own dream."
1: Because it's a business. We're a business too.
2: Right. Like investing in yourself. You know, don't, don't just. I mean, they replaced the refrigerator with fancy coffee
0: makers. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Average Fells Podcast. I'm your host, Zodi coming to you live all the way from Riverside, California on another beautiful Monday morning, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my goodness, the sun is shining. I'm enjoying my coffee, like always. Ooh, nice and hot. Speaking of coffee, drop by the website ww.averagefells.com for your specialty craft roast coffee. That's right, we got a four-ounce bag. That's a monthly subscription for twelve ninety nine. That includes a shipping fee. Also got the one-time purchase, which is a twelve ounce bag for nineteen ninety nine. And that includes a shipping fee as well. And that is a one-time purchase for the twelve ounce monthly subscriptions of four-ounce specialty craft roast coffee. Awesome. <clears throat> also, check out the other services we got there. If you have a product and you want to take some photos of it. Uh, We built out a brand new uh, product photography studio. Um, I'm going to start posting a lot more content related to what we can do in the studio on the website, on the website, on the YouTube channel here on the podcast. We're starting to develop more of that stuff right now. got a ton of new backdrops just came in, yellow, white, blue, purple lights, green lights, different color, mix and match everything. Um, I'm I'm super excited for the studio. We'll be able to do some really cool stuff for any of your products, whether it be food, shoes, uh, apparel. Whatever it may be, uh, let me know. Uh, shoot us an email at averagefellows@gmail.com, <laughs> um, and let's let's get connected. Maybe we can do some business. We can take your product shots for you at our studio, and uh, we can do a whole entire thing about it. You know, I can post some content about it. I can make YouTube videos about me taking fi- product photography shots of whatever it is that you're doing. Anyways, <clears throat> so. Get at me. That's the Average Fells Podcast. Drop by the website Okay, for more of the uh, services that we offer there for any of your web needs. Uh, We also build uh, websites too. So let us know if you need help building a website, getting a website, putting something out there on the internet. That's what we do. That's what we're here for, right? Okay. Anyways, today's episode is something super exciting that I'm excited about because uh, I'm posting snippets of a conversation that I had with my friend, Daniel back in October of uh 20 uh 20 I believe I I want to say probably even, actually probably even before that I don't remember I, mean, it was, I, th- I think it was even earlier than October to be honest with you it mm-hmm. was be hmm. I, I can I can't really remember exactly but we had we sat down and we had a conversation about uh about the internet about you know putting something out there on the internet and how How these sorts of how different strategies work to your advantage to market yourself out there on the Internet. And my friend is a uh, he's a uh, uh, I think you want to say he's like a uh, digital marketing growth expert sort of title is what he 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 sort of has um that he kind of works under um he wouldn't tell you that he's an expert he's a real humble guy he's a really smart guy but uh, he would never tell you he's an expert but this is just sort of the field that he falls that he works in um, that he's sort of kind of crafted his little his little niche um place to work because um he has no formal training in this this is a job that just sort of out of necessity has sort of developed over the years for him he sort of found his (laughs) found his way into this somehow by the luck of the internet, he figured it out. So obviously it wasn't his first choice of gig, but it turned out to be this weird, ugly monster that he just loves. And so we got to nerd out and have this really cool conversation about the internet and how, um, marketing strategies, concepts that you, you know, myself as a, these were early days of the podcast for me, he was explaining some things, giving me some knowledge so that way I can produce the podcast and put it out there on the internet. And so uh, the next couple of weeks, I'm going to start incorporating um, some half-hour chunks because I think it was a three-hour conversation. I'm not sure. Well, I mean, maybe, maybe 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 three or four. Maybe I would say two or three episodes we can get out of the conversation that I recorded with my friend Daniel. Um And I'm going to include them in the podcast because I think they're valuable. They're valuable to me. I go back and listen to them so I can learn something. I could hear a new strategy, refresh myself on a strategy that he had mentioned, um, insights that I can go study. Um, little topics that I can go pick up ideas from, and then go tra- travel down the internet rabbit hole, discovering more about it, trying to figure out who the, who the authorities were in those spaces, and then uh, figure out what 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 the concept actually was from them. Because there's a lot of crazy stuff out there on the internet that you don't really understand. I don't really understand. So having my friend Daniel explain some of these ideas, kind of introduce me, give me an introduction to um, I guess the the internet. Uh, it, um, marketing strategy something I don't know what you want to call it traffic the internet game I have no idea what you want to call it okay it's just, just a weird thing so once again some of the stuff that we talk about does sound kind of sleaze just because there is terms in vocabulary and in this internet lingo, that sounds weird, um, but you know, if you can get through that, this conversation I thought was very helpful for me when I started producing this podcast, and it's why I continue to develop um, my website. That's why I continue to, um, you know, be a web developer. Now, you know, now it's uh, now I'm making websites for people. Now I'm you know trying to make content for people. You know, this internet place is needs to be filled. You know, there's space out there in the world on the internet and I can fill it because I know how to do it. And I'm a creative person. So, you know, my creative side had to like put something out there in the internet. And, um, you know, now I think there's a way to, to now, you know, use it. So, And that's sort of where this journey is kind of led. So once again, I hope you guys enjoy this conversation with my friend Daniel. Uh, it was a great conversation. I really, I, I valued this conversation. As a matter of fact, I valued it so much that I still listen to these conversations. That I still listen to this conversation that, I, that I'm even going to post it for you guys because it was valuable to me. I want you guys to listen to it. So if you have any kind of project out there on the Internet, if you have any kind of um, a goal to establish some sort of Internet um, traffic or sales or job business whatever it might be creative work you know maybe you you have some music that you want to put out release out there on the internet listen to some of these uh, li- listen to some of these these episodes that I have I'm going to call them podcast marketing school one podcast marketing school three because that's originally what I called the files the original files are called par- podcast marketing school because my first thought was if I had this conversation with my friend he's going to drop so many knowledge bombs. I'm going to need to go research them and and dive deep into this world. And that's what I pretty much did the entire COVID situation uh, with the podcast and and the internet. was just really kind of devote myself to uh, trying to understand uh, how I could use this to my advantage as a creative person, as a person who wants to start my own business. Um, These concepts were valuable to me. So anyways, uh, so yeah, I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, All right.
1: I think I got through it all. Every time I had to
2: do that. Every time. <laughs> Every time I had to do that. Anyways. Got to get in one breath. You know? Get in one So you know, diaphragm is ready for the rest of the podcast. Exactly.
1: <laughs> so uh, today I have a special guest who is going to help uh, with some ideas that I've been working on. And hopefully I can return the favor and give some feedback, help with his ideas. Um, but really what today's uh, thing is for is to learn and to... Listen to these concepts and listen back to this track, and hopefully use those to um, help market my own podcast or product, whatever that is, in the future. Hopefully, um, so my guest is my uh, longtime friend and uh, uh, one of the one of the bro clan, one from the bro, the <laughs> clan of us bros. You're out there. You know who you are. You have a cigarette mark on your butt that you did with the rest of us because
2: we're in a gang. Because we're two o nine
1: um <laughs> uh, my friend and brother daniel what's going on my guy hey,
2: happy to be here um no, just just chilling finally first time in riverside having some drinks and and uh you know getting ready to talk about some real nerdy marketing numbers today. <laughs> so it doesn't all sound very sexy but i promise that the results end up being quite sexy um uh, if you should just...
1: all right um All right, Daniel, um, can you talk about what your experience is and what your wheelhouse is when it comes to marketing and digital, I guess, digital marketing?
2: Yeah, so um, the title that I currently have is um, growth marketing specialist. Um, It is a little more specifically with digital. Um, My experience actually begins five or six years ago. I was working in Silicon Valley at a startup in Sunnyvale uh, called Telepathy which was this crazy, crazy wearable... It was, like, right when Google Glass was a thing. And this was, like, the Japanese answer to it, and they did a big thing. It's out by Southwest, and they actually had nothing of substance made. Uh, so it was, you know, vaporware, basically. And I got brought in at the end of it. I didn't realize it was the end of it because my brother at the time was in, like, the video department, and his boss, for some reason, was going to become the CEO after they didn't like their super Japanese visionary guy. Wow. And they're like he was like, oh, I would love a, you know, a literate, like, assistant, basically. Yeah. And Ferg was like, my brother just moved back from New York. How about that? <laughs> um, and he's like, oh, can he read and write? And, like, is he trustworthy? Was like, he was like, yeah. And he was like, do you want a job? Like, I think I got you a job just now. And I was like, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> like, I've been, I've been back in California for, like, a week. Yeah. Um, and I, like, just started looking at hotel jobs. And I didn't really want to do that anymore. Because um, I had come out of, you know, service. I was a night auditor. Yeah. You know the grind. I know the grind. Yeah. The night audit grind. I did. Yeah, I had some, some In-N-Out burgers, some night auditor. Like, I've dealt with the general public. Yeah. You know exactly what that's about between Starbucks and, and your own experience in the night audit scene. Um, so, yeah. When I first got into the world, like, the barrier to entry was basically just, like, are you literate? Yeah. And do I trust you? And I did a good job there so that the, the COO, the, the chief of operations there, when he started a company a couple months later... Uh, called me up and was like, would you like to be a marketing guy? We're a two-person team. We need a third person. We want a marketing guy. You did a good job for the couple months you were there. And we were essentially just overseeing the place go out of business. So it wasn't like, well, there was nothing really to be right, done. Right, right, right. At one point, like the CEO got upset with because they were transitioning. And he he had me type out an email explaining the piss he took to send to the other CEO because he wanted more updates. So he's like, take a note of this. And I was like, what? And he's like, I had a very powerful stream. (laughs) It lasted for 30 seconds. And it was a little on the yellow side of dehydrated. And it had a faint odor. And I was like, are you you serious? He's like, yes. Type this out. No. To what was effectively my CEO. Yeah. So everyone in the company thought I was a spy for this Eric guy. And Eric was like, "Ah, a really Brooklyn guy. So he's like, and he was the camera dude. Like, he yeah, had, yeah, yeah. Like, who the fuck gave this guy <laughs> control of this company? Um, and I owe technically my entire uh, career to this one guy. Oh my god! Um, and he he did give me one good piece of advice at one point, just after it was all over. Um, that's actually where my computer came from. Is I have multiple laptops because I've worked for enough failed startups that they're just like, yeah, take the, take it with you when you go out the door. There you go. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, he was like, you know, man. Uh, In five years, you're going to be five years older. And I was like, oh, for some reason, that stuck with me as being like weirdly potent, but also like so simple. Yeah, it's crazy. He's like, you'll just see what you do. In five years, you'll be five years older. So, anyway, that is a bit divergent, but it does sort of get at the heart of accidentally stumbling into this, working on these sort of pirate ship operations. Yes. And ultimately, eventually, by necessity, gaining a set of skills that was actually useful later. Yeah. It starts there in a horrible little <laughs> place. Um, and Called the Silicon Valley. Yes. And then the next company was Viewfine, which was another kind of Google Glass clone, um, which was effectively just a wearable TV monitor. You could slap on your glasses. It literally plugged in with an HDMI cable wow. into your phone. or uh, We eventually found some use cases, but it was mostly uh, not the most useful thing. I'll try to avoid saying anything more negative about it than that while being recorded. Oh, man. Um, it was run by a lovely man, <laughs> Goro Kasaka. But, uh, and in there, what we did is we went, uh, our first thing was to go to Kickstarter. So we did a huge, um, real, actually, it was super low-key, like, tapping friends and family for, you know, I used my brother for the making the video, and it was like, whomever we could hit, and pay the least amount of money we could possibly pay. Right. So we actually did run like a super, a super shoestring uh, Kickstarter, which you know at the time it was still like Kickstarter now is sort of a like a pre-order platform. Yeah. It's like sharper image. People get to buy into it, and they have like oh, like people are addicted. They'll have rooms of Kickstarter shit. Like, yeah. This is all my Kickstarter furniture. This is my fidget cube. Um, these are all these board games and this art and you know etc. Um, and comics and everything. But when we were on it, it was still sort of the early days of it being like, oh, this is the platform to crowdfund your dreams. Right. And um, we actually did surprisingly well. Like, I I was terrified. We put it together in like a month and a half. I'd never like planned a photo shoot, never had to like do anything with product. Like, for me, it was my absolute first go. I didn't know any of the things I know now in terms of like how to effectively do it and how to monitor it and adjust it based on those analytics and... Um, the fact that it worked at all is, is still deeply surprising because it shouldn't have. Um, oh my god. So, yeah, it, in the first day, I, it, like a day or two, we hit like $50,000. It ended uh, up stopping at like two hundred, two hundred five thousand dollars $205,000. Wow. So, um, we just like a fluke, just hit a bit of luck. Um, it all worked out well enough. Um, and I still didn't quite understand what my job was. And it would be a, Probably another year or two before oh I, my I really God. understood like how all of this stuff works, how to get clean data, how to utilize that clean data um, to make like actionable, uh, you know, informed decisions. Um, and uh, yeah, it started so much of it through through just luck and random chance. Um, so I'm, I'm I'm fortunate for that and, and grateful for it. But eventually, it did become like actual work in an actual job, and right. now I have like. Like you were saying earlier, um, the toolbox. The toolbox has increased. I have a lot right. of tools in it now. Yeah. Um, before, I didn't even have, like, the box. And I had, like, a crayon. It was <laughs> broken in my pocket from, like, a Chevy's that I didn't want to eat it, but I had to eat it. Oh, my
1: God. <laughs> like, That's uh, how I feel right now. I feel yeah. like that. Because, I don't know, I always tell people, I always tell my guests on my podcast, to tell them, I feel like this is uh, shit. This is like an airplane. It's an old, rickety biplane. Yeah. <laughs> and I got to sail this thing, like, through the Bermuda Triangle. And every episode, it feels like I get... In the Bermuda Triangle, it's gonna fall apart. It's just bubble gum and like string holding it together. Yeah. But somehow I got through at the end of the episode, and we're still rolling with twenty plus episodes. So it feels like that, and I could I imagine that's kind of like how you start. You felt when you first started, like, you know, like doing that. This, I guess, this job really. Mm-hmm. You just kind of felt like, where am I? I mean, just I'm just floating in the wind a little bit. But like you said, you gained that experience, and yeah. so that's kind of what. That's why I'm recording this because <laughs> trying to mine that that knowledge and that experience and and I, you know obviously I respect you and I've always seen that you've had success in that so I you, know, you. want to ask you these questions for that reason. Yeah. Um. So continuing with that, um, can you elaborate on analytics? What that means? What are analytics for? Like those people who just don't know?
2: Yeah. Absolutely. So uh, the way in which we engage. With content and information now is so diverse between devices and between you know sites and apps, um, and just everything. So you know, take for example the podcast. Uh, you push it through one place, and it pipes it out to all these different places. Right. You have a couple different social media profiles. You have your website, um, and all of that is is disparate information. So it's all sort of siloed in its own places. Um, so to be able to figure out what is effective and what isn't effective. Uh, what kinds of people are, are showing up when they show up what days perhaps are more interesting or more effective than others like oh for some reason on, on Tuesdays this always works um, but our Friday episode is doing terribly. Um, that and also it's just to see what kind of content is working So with analytics in general you're getting you know user information like what kind of people are showing up you know uh, gender, age, um, it can be kind of alarming, um, like if you get into the back end of Facebook. Oh gosh. And this is, you know, pre pre all the Russian hacker stuff. Now you actually do have to. I accidentally went through for like a political account. Yeah. And I, they sent me like a postcard. I had to sign it and send it back. And I had to send them like my uh, driver's license and like I had to give them proof of my address and they needed a social security number and it had to be notarized. It was this whole thing. So if you're running political ads on Facebook now, it is actually quite difficult. Wow. But before that, you could figure out, you know, someone's exact location, uh, their age, their uh, gender, their political leanings, um, their, like, annual income, their level of education, their ethnicity. Yeah. You could drill into sort of a disturbing degree is really what I first kind of learned doing this work is that social media really is just a way to trick people into being, like, one massive focus group. It's like, oh, yeah, tell us what you like. Yeah. Show us. um, And then we will sell ads to you or we will sell ads to other people so they can target you very specifically. Um, So that might be sort of the evil side of analytics. Um, Except for me, you know, data is just data. So as long as you're not... That's why they did have to do all the stuff for Facebook. Well, they had to sort of they had to reel it in because the platform had become too powerful. Right, right. No, so, no, I, I totally agree. And whether Zuckerberg is doing a good job with it now—a whole different debate. But we don't need to get that deep. But deep. here's the thing, though: <laughs> we're harnessing this power as the average fellows, yes, and we're going to use it against them. Yeah. We're using it against them. It's true. Is you need to you know, you, you need to be able to map it out and understand what what can be done. Exactly. So I'm going to sell Mark Zuckerberg my game. Yeah. That's what's going to happen. You hear me, Zuck? About to get zucked. <laughs> <laughs> he's definitely going to play the robot side of that game. He's not going to. He's not going to have any fucking humans. Um, <laughs> so yeah. Uh, in short, anyway, analytics are the data that uh, is collected by your devices and your websites and etc. Right. And
1: okay. So yeah. So like, basically, like jokes aside, analytics, uh, practical application of using
2: them. Yeah. So currently everything I mean everything is fed to you through various algorithms and the way things are networked and sort of grouped and clustered is it's sort of different between every platform, but you know like Facebook, Instagram is sort of one thing, and you have Google uh, even Bing does factor into this like wow. just, just honorable mention Bing we're here for you <laughs> shout um, yeah the, <laughs> the digital marketing people that that understand understand like you throw some money at Bing. <laughs> They have way higher conversion rates because no one uses it. So, but for some wow. reason, the people that are there are like super happy to be there on Bing. So they see an ad, they're like, yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to click on this. You know, you get like a billionth of the audience. But for some reason, they're more active, those Bing people. Wow. So shout out, Bing. <laughs> but yeah, uh, for you, for example, is, you know, taking kind of all of your social media and putting it into like a, a social hub, kind of like a, a Hootsuite or a later.com or something. And to be able to see across all platforms like what people are engaging and like, oh, on Instagram this kind of thing does really well but it doesn't do that well on Twitter or it's not doing that well on Facebook or, or vice versa. So way as you're posting things, you have real-time feedback of what is and isn't working. Yeah. So as you start honing your stuff and being a little more scientific about it, it's really all very actionable uh, straightforward information. The difficult thing with that is, is something I faced doing that first Kickstarter is like I wanted... I mean, we, we all exist in the world and we all hate clickbait. Yeah. But I don't know about you, occasionally I'm just like, I see a stupid clickbait title I'm like, ah, I fucking hate myself. I'm clicking it. I'm clicking okay, it. I'm clicking it. I want to know. Tell me ten things about Star Wars or yeah. whatever I didn't know. Tell me about male <laughs> enhancement. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to be Joe Rogan. Um, That's it. I just want to be Joe <laughs> Rogan. Someone That's give it. me a Bowie knife, some psilocybin, and some male enhancement. <laughs> I'll shave my own head. Um, and... Uh, yeah so it's being able to utilize all of that in, in meaningful ways but as i was saying which i had sort of forgotten I'm sorry uh was when i was starting i wanted the ads i wrote to not be clickbait right i wanted things to just not I, like i hated that bullshit i didn't like it and then you would a b test so you'd have like you know you'd use the same audience give them two ads at ad a ad b um and one I would write, like, what I thought was, like, you know, some proper English and, like, right. an intelligent way to communicate um, across a Facebook ad. And the other one, which would be just clickbait nonsense. Yeah. And, you know, you have your favorite child out of those two. You can't tell them that. But eventually the data just proves that your favorite kid is, is terrible. And that the clickbait always wins. Oh, my god! <laughs> so, <laughs> um, everyone is out there uh-huh. being, like, oh, ten ways, I you know. And, like, yeah, exactly. They're clicking it, so... It is, so it's sort of a double-edged sword where it's like, oh, you're making more informed decisions, but sometimes now because you have the data to back up your decisions, you're not, you sacrifice a little bit of integrity at times to be like, yeah. oh, I want to be effective. And to be effective, I need to sort of take on a little bit of a persona and be a little bit larger than life in a way that is more advertising and that people respond to, even if it's not quite one-to-one what you might have wanted for you or your brand. Yeah. Um, at least at first, until you become enough of a thing that you can start dictating it. But when you're on the other side of it, and you're just like riding the waves of, of what works. <laughs> it, riding the waves. Yeah, trends. Like, I'm gonna surf this. Like. Yeah. Make these numbers work for me. Um, so it's it is something to figure out. But everything does like people do like to refer to algorithms and stuff a lot, and I think the reality of it is that no one actually understands what the hell's happening. Right. And that everyone is just kind of figuring it out but like with with ads with seo with with everything uh, just how thing how content is delivered is like this, this huge you know there are teams and teams of people at facebook and google and everywhere else like trying to figure this shit right. out i'm not convinced that there is really an answer or if I there is it's, it's a moving target I, yeah, I'm well. So here's the thing for me is it's like okay, like if somebody else can like if if
1: there's like a, if there's a Google Room like in the Google like business where there's ten people throwing ideas and bouncing it off each other, looking at this data and being mm-hmm. like yo let's because here's the thing I don't think there's professors in those. Those rooms are like you know people who are educated in statistics enough to make an informed decision on like what the outcome of like the you know what you do as a result of these statistics, right? I don't know if yeah. there's a person who is like the professional at that, but I do feel like you said it feels like people are just like bouncing ideas off each other, and there's a wild west element to it.
2: Yeah, and absolutely, and I think you know one day when the robots teach the history of how they defeated the humans, it will will begin with these algorithms. (laughs) Dude, for real. (laughs) Not to get too reactionary about it, but, like, yeah, the way, like, Google categorizes and indexes things um, and just the huge auction, like, at my current job, my CEO would ask, like, why isn't this ad delivering to me when I search these key terms? And I'm like, well, it just isn't. Like, I'm sorry. It's it's just delivering to all these other people and it's converting. Like, I can prove to you that it's doing something. And he's like, well, why isn't it working immediately? I'm like, oh, I'm sorry that I cannot currently explain to you the largest, most complicated (laughs) ad auctioning system on the planet. Like, most people can't. Um, Yeah. I mean, the short version is, like, for Google or Facebook, you're delivering an ad to a certain amount of people, a certain type of people, or for certain keywords. Like, if I search podcast, you know, who is coming up for that search? Right. And so now you're introduced into an auction, and everyone has a certain amount of money they're willing to spend to bet on someone who Googled the term podcast. Right. But when you think about, like, on an intellectual level, that's very easy to understand. But when you think about, like, just the myriad variations on its spelling, podcasting correctly, like, everyone coming at that and people throwing money at it, it's like, it becomes, like, almost infinitely complicated, like, very quickly. Well, so... so, so, (laughs) And they're doing with every single word or combination of letters, like, in the world, like, it's... Right, so it's in different numbers, languages. Like it's it's wild. There is a numbers
1: game that you're playing. It's like playing roulette, right? Imagine yeah. you go you go to Vegas, you're playing roulette, right? And in roulette, I have a strategy where I try to play two thirds of the board, mm-hmm. okay? And because my payout is three to one on a two thirds bet, yeah. And if I win, I'm covering the majority of the board, so chances are that I I will win win more than I will lose. Yeah. So if you play that, the long run, you're trying to like somehow Play that slim margin in the long run, right? So it's sort of like that when it comes to like SEO, which is, brings up my next question: mm-hmm. search engine optimization. My podcast, Average Fellows Podcast. Those words. Who's? It's a simple name. I don't know why other people aren't. I'm still, for for it. It. I'm still blown away. I'm still blown away. I
2: expected. I fully expected to Google Average Fellows Podcast and not see anything about you.
1: Yeah, pages. <laughs> Pages of you, <laughs> dude. Call it a blessing in disguise, bro. Yeah, this you is like the
2: Matrix. I'm neoing my way into the business. Yeah, you have the entire first page of Google on your search term, which Ex- is wonderful.
1: Exactly. So, so for as far as the SEO game, I'm I'm un un, un, un What is that called? Uncontended. Yeah. Yeah. Uncontested. Average Fouls Podcast. All right. I'm gonna keep it that way too. Exactly.
2: So, <clears throat> the the SEO is definitely like a long form game, Um as you want to have. Authority over your terms and your domain. Like if you're gonna Google the term Facebook, and Facebook doesn't come up, like now you fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, something is something bad is happening. Right. Right. Um. So when it comes to something like podcasts, right, you're you're trying to break through into a world that, as its god king, has psilocybin, <laughs> Joe Rogan, <laughs> with a rock hard dick from like Ryan Cornhorn. McCorm- you know s- uh, supplements and is like just just mainlining kratom yes. until he's transcends time um so that's like that's the north star right he's the most popular yeah thing. exactly i mean you've got your your mark maron's he's and in heaven smith's he's and
1: he's in the what's that called the we're all like the guy the pantheon of podcasters yeah. he's the main pod he's yeah he's zeus, zeus. yeah <laughs>
2: <laughs> Joe Rogan's <laughs> yeah, just mainlining create right over the bowing. Um <laughs> sorry. And um yeah, so you know what you want to figure out in that case, and there are a lot of different tools that do this. Moz is one, I'll just use its name as a stand-in because uh, I'm blanking on a couple of the others. But so you want to do keyword research. Mm-hmm. So if you look up podcasts, you know. Ranking for the word podcast, like be, being on the first search of Google, probably not attainable. Right. Even running ads for it, probably not attainable uh, because it's so convoluted. It'd be like just doing ads for music, you know? You've got to get more specific. Um, and so you can do a lot of keyword research and figure out, like, what are the most searched terms around podcasts in general? And you right. could use someone like like one of those Pantheon people, like a Rogan, and and see kind of with their website, like what's working for the website, what's working for this. And the amount of data you can actually pull out of those things is pretty wild. Some of them get expensive, um, but most of them have, like, a free month trial. And really, after you do it once, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, unless you're, like, a real company where you need to be constantly monitoring and maintaining. Uh, but for most people, you know, you get that data once, you work on it for a while, and you get another email address. Maybe. <laughs> 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 you know, six, six to eight months later, maybe you do it again. Yeah. Um, and maybe they'll catch on eventually. But, you know, they, they don't care. They want enterprise clients. So then you figure out like, oh, there are a hundred words for podcasts that generate a ton of organic clicks. Right. So at this point, we're talking about inbound marketing. Um, so this would be part of your inbound marketing strategies. Like people who are coming to you, um, it's like, what are you putting out in the world that gets people, you know, either word of mouth or social media, they see you, they see your content, they're interested in it, and they want to search you out. Yeah. You know, not people you're actively, not your outbound strategy. So SEO is definitely long-term inbound marketing strategy. and. Once you can figure out those keywords that are popular and you can figure out your own kind of branded keywords, like for you, you'd want to make sure you lock down Average Fellows. Yeah. Or a couple other things, you know, things that you feel are associated with your brand. You could sort of word cloud it. And even see, like, oh, what is the search volume for those terms? Right. Um, and, like, what do you want to invest word in that? Cloud. So by word cloud, you mean, like, here's the big cloud, average sales podcast, and then mm-hmm.
1: branch out and be, like, average, and then fellows, and then podcast and then average fellows, or then, like, you know, average podcast, or, like, average humans, average man, average woman kind of stuff. Yeah, and
2: kind of start to figure out, like, what in there is noise that you don't need or don't want. Right. Um, and what in there is useful that you would like to attain, but right. can't yet. So, like, things you're going to work on, like... I'll just use the term podcast, like that you want to have you want when Google indexes your site for it to know podcast website. Yeah. And ultimately what you will teach Google is podcast website, average fellows and a couple more terms that will come to define what you're about. And you'll want that stuff scattered through all these different pages and all this other stuff so that it's treating you correctly and serving you to the people that search for you. Um, with its magical algorithm.
1: Right. So, and that goes to like, that goes to assigning values to every piece of content that you post, right? Well, for mm-hmm. me, it'd be for every piece of content I post, I want to assign the value of average Fellow's podcast. Mm-hmm. I want to assign the value of podcast. I want to assign the value of, um, I don't know, just who you knows, best podcast ever. Who knows? Yeah. Something like that, right? And every time, like, if you go to any of my social medias, any of my pages, any of my, uh, whatever it may be, uh, Google is somehow coding those words, associating them with those enough times so much that it, it real, I guess it's like a frequency sort of kind of thing. Yeah.
2: Google will eventually learn what you are and what you're about and who wants you. Right. Um, which is sort of interesting, but you're basically teaching, you're giving Google the tools it needs to teach itself what you are so it can sell you to people or yes. it can deliver you to people. Yes. Um, okay. That's, maybe I should use a different verb than that because that almost sounds religious. like <laughs> Yeah. Deliver. <laughs> that, that it can, yeah. Well, because it's,
1: um, you talk about, so this is a talk about noise, right? So like um, you have a certain network of influence on all your social medias. Like I do yep. friends, families or whatever. Right. But then beyond them to reach a new market, to yeah. get into a untapped market, to get your product, your voice, whatever it is into mm-hmm. a, Larger market, um, more exposure. That's what we're talking about as far as like connecting these SEO, these keywords, connecting, teaching Google to recognize who we are so that way it can present us to those other markets.
2: Exactly. So at this case, yeah, at this point, you know, you're, you know, ultimately there's an audience of people to listen to podcasts. It's, right. It's X large. So out of that slice of the pie, like what is it like who in there is would be interested in what you're offering right so now it's like okay what words are sort of associated with that and also with your brand like you don't want to just lie to people because you can do that yeah you can just create a page that's like so or a brand that's so seoed out that like people are finding it but it's like this is bullshit yeah and google will figure it out if it's completely unrelevant um yeah. so at the same time that you're navigating sort of these small wins um so maybe you figure out that like oh podcasts too big. Um, I'm a, a guppy in that ocean. Um, but like entrepreneurship podcasts or like some kind of normal, like uh, you just had a, a musician on, maybe some music based ones or small business based ones. Right. Maybe entrepreneurship itself is still too large. Uh, and you break it down and you find those places where you can like win. Yeah. So you're like, oh, well, you know, I might be 30 keywords down and I might be in the thousands instead of the tens of thousands or the millions in searches. But in these places, it's less contested. Right. So I can utilize some creative language, you know, still having it aligned with the brand and everything, but making sure that you're in places you can win. Right. Is you'll want to have just your terms, you know, average fellows podcast and and whatever you're specifically about. Like, you know, uh, if you build it, they will come eventually. Yeah. Um. It's then finding the strategic ones that are like, okay, podcast too big. Like, what are the the, the twenty things under this? Yeah. Um. And then picking the ones you think you can eventually win. But again, the, uh, the SEO stuff is definitely very long form. Like it might take, like maybe every six months you'll see, you'll see a creep. Right. Every right. every couple months, and it it is a low cost way to do things, but it is it is long form. It pays off it's, in dividends. It's slow. <laughs> it, yeah, like you might be doing it for a couple months and just like, oh, what the fuck? Why am I doing this? Um, and eventually, like when you have that in place, yeah, and everything else you're doing, like it, it's just creating a really strong foundation. Um, so that's. Is like having everything uh, settled for sort of an inbound marketing strategy and having it ready for that um, is really a good way to do things. And it seems to be sort of a more millennial type of thinking. Is like before you just be like all oh, ads, like just push, 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 and now you know people complain about our generations. We don't buy enough diamonds, etc. And it's like, oh, well, they'd rather have experiences. And it's like, right, they want to, you know, you want to hear from a friend, like was this good, or you want to hear from Yelp, even, uh, you know, as much as some people complain about it. But everyone wants to know, like, you want that, this was good, I did it, you should do it. Yeah. So you want that, like, inbound marketing of, like, oh, I listen, like, you know, when we can ever return to water coolers in the future once the pandemic has eased up a little bit. You want people to be at work and be like, oh, man, I was listening to this podcast about this one thing. Um, it was super awesome. And they're like, the oh, what was that called? Podcast. Yeah, <laughs> what, what was that called? The Adam um, Shells Podcast. Yeah, exactly. Um, is that's your, the only, like, The only people out there you can probably count on to actually check it out is someone who's getting, like, kind of either a hard recommendation or is actively searching for it. Like, these are people who will convert and will be downloads for you. Yeah. And will be listeners. And, you know, now at this point you kind of have a library or shit. Like, you're already building it. Yeah. Um, So I imagine I'm not a huge podcast listener myself, but that people get into it and start binging it.
1: Yeah. Well, that's the goal, too. So, like, for me, like... Okay, so here's the thing. Let's go back to SEO and keywords, yeah. right? It's what one thing I noticed about my, uh, about the data that I have on mine. So I have upwards 20 episodes already on my podcast, mm-hmm. right? And the data that I've collected so far, I noticed that uh, episodes that mentioned Star Wars or Mandalorian pinged a lot higher and the retention rate was a lot higher than the other episodes. Yeah. And my only inclination of like, reasoning why is because right now Mandalorian is trending. Right, because season two is coming out at the end of the month, and so that's why I think that those episodes, why those episodes, kind of picked. up, I showed a lot more, like I said, download and also retention time on it. Yeah. So that makes a lot of sense. A lot of some of my episodes, zero. Yeah. Some episodes zero, man. And I was hey. like, oh, man. but I mean, it every episode has downloads, but on some platforms, it's zero, right? Yeah. So like, for me, Apple Podcasts. Primarily where everybody listens to everything. Mm-hmm. So Apple, Apple people, well, this is the thing about Apple, right? If your podcast is not on Apple, then you're messing up already. Because every Apple phone that is sold comes with the app already installed on your phone. Yeah. So I didn't realize
2: a- for a long time that the term podcast had just become ubiquitous. I thought it was just an Apple thing. Yeah. Um, I, was, I was an idiot, but... <laughs> yeah, no, now, now it's... I, I had to weird. watch some Mark Maron TV to be like, oh, podcasts are real? Like, people listen to this shit? Yeah, dude. Because, um, I mean, this would have been years ago. Like, I'm not I'm not that behind, but... It's strange, though. Because well, they but, put that shit out there, like, 10, 15 years ago. Like, yeah. Like, podcasts have been around.
1: Podcasts have been around, but... The difference now, though, is that it's becoming a media that is worth it's a credible media now, right? So yeah. before it was just a hobbyist kind of thing, and now that they're seeing it, well, let's put it this way if you there are, I think they just crossed something like the hundred, like the one, like I don't know, hundred million like podcasts ever created, where like YouTube was something like 30 million or something like that, right? Yeah, so if this goes back to the numbers thing, like you talked about in SEO, where if you put yourself in a smaller pond, you can stand out a little more, right? So as a creator mm-hmm. in podcasts, you stand out a lot more. I get a lot more foot traffic in podcasts than I do on my, my YouTube channel. Yeah. So just on Apple Podcasts more traffic because it's a smaller pond. Yeah. So that's something that I realized too. And that's why I'm thinking about the, that's why I, I wanted to ask these questions because it is a numbers thing and to deny the numbers
2: yeah.
1: is like here's the one thing too. It's like you could have a good you could have a good product. But if you don't show it to enough people or get in front of a lot of people, you won't snowball enough to actually make it worthwhile.
2: Oh, completely. Is the yeah I, what I do, <laughs> professionally is essentially the most the least romantic side of, of all this because it's like the numbers absolutely crucially important, and also yeah if you're really good at something but terrible at marketing it like no one cares yeah um, which is also very sad um, so it is. It, it's the sexiest non-sexy thing ever. <laughs> um, And yeah, when it comes to it, it's like, I mean, like you mentioned with Mandalorian um, and using Star Wars is those are places where you can swim with the current. And even though it might be too big for you to like stand out a ton, even just like the runoff, like even just what's come, like spilling over the top of the gutter that is Star Wars is is like, (laughs) it's still like such a fucking massive (laughs) amount of stuff. That's on the Average Files podcast, getting that spill off. Yeah, it's like, (laughs) but you know I mean, it's not like you're not a Star Wars fan. Like, it's mm-hmm. not like you're faking it to do it, like just to be a whore. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, is it? It does make sense, and I think a lot of the people who would be Star Wars, or who are Star Wars fans, um, would likely. I mean, everyone that loves Star Wars, right, is, is Luke Skywalker. They're living in in Los Banos, California. Or yeah, in Modesto, yeah, exactly. Right? Modesto is Tatooine. That's where. <laughs> Dude, tell me about it. Man. So yeah, we grew up in Tatooine. That's how I think yeah. about it. Is Central Valley is. The first thing my dad did when we moved to California, or to the part of California, to Los Banos, was he drove to Modesto, because American Graffiti was one of his favorite movies. And he did a, he just drove around. You know what's so funny about (laughs) that, is that my wife's sister actually has a,
1: like, Yelp, um, like, drive um, tour, a tourie. Or a George Lucas tour?
2: Really? Yeah, and I was
1: like, "No way!" Nice. <laughs> I'm gonna market that. I'm gonna. I'm taking that idea. I will drive you around Modesto.
2: Yeah. For thirty bucks and tell you where George Lucas did all the stuff, right? Right, because I mean, it's that's funny. an experience. Yeah, and it's weird because yeah, George Lucas is known by most people for so little compared to who he actually is. Yeah. yeah. Um, and even just the fact that there's like there's the, some of his heart is in the Central Valley. Yeah. It? I didn't know that for a long time, and then, yeah. But like, I, I suppose what I intended to say was, um, yeah, anyone that is a fan of Star Wars has, like has has that you know binary sons moment, and I, I think something of that resonates in the in the average fellow's sort of ethos, if you will. So I do think that seems like an honest place for you to make that connection and try to to take that overflow, and that's the thing that you can, I think, kind of figure out is. My roommate is an artist, and I've been complaining to him. He's like, oh, man, you know, don't have any fault. Don't have this, don't have that. Um, but it doesn't really work that hard at creating it. I'm like, man, all you have to do, like, you, you're a dope artist. Like, Yeah. Everyone's talking about Avatar this week. Draw Aang. Draw something. Like, post it. Yeah. You're an artist. You like stories. Like, it's not being dishonest. You're not being a whore. Like, you're not selling yourself out for something that you don't believe in. Like, you know, just... If you care about it, you know, and you you think it can ultimately help the thing without tarnishing the brand at all, then yeah, do do it. Right. So I think the Star Wars thing. When as soon as I saw you post like a Star Bros, I was like, I know what he's doing. <laughs> um, but at the same time, yeah, I wasn't like, ah, oh, he's cheating now. He's putting in cheat yeah, codes. Yeah, yeah, the yeah Son yeah. of a bitch, is putting in cheat codes. No, yeah, it was like, yeah. this
1: makes sense to me. It did, because um, it did. Because my brother, like, I, like my brother and I, it goes back to that Star Wars. thing. like my brother and yeah. I were Star Wars fans as kids, and like growing up,
2: the amount of lightsabers that were destroyed on front yeah, drive, you know, <laughs> okay, yeah. I mean, when we didn't have lightsabers, we fought with literal shovels and broomsticks. Like, <laughs> if sometimes it feels like we grew up in the 50s. There were tumbleweeds, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> like, we were last-key kids. Hey, the
0: there it is. You heard it. You heard it here on the Average fells podcast. That was my, my boy Daniel, good friend of mine, one of my best friends. Uh, Smart guy, fun guy to hang out with. Uh, Had an amazing chat with him. I think that was back in October, I want to say. I think it was October. I can't really remember, but it was a while back. And uh, I saw, like I said, this conversation was uh, was valuable to me, and I hope uh, you find some value in it. And uh, I got two more parts to it that I'll probably share. And um, yeah, we'll keep the ball rolling with this. And then uh, I'm trying to schedule some conversations on Mondays, like I said, with uh, a couple of the guys here. We can keep tossing ideas around about how the internet works and what's you know what's working out there. So, anyways, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, once again, drop by the website www.achefells.com for your uh, specialty crafters coffee or for any uh, any web solution that you're looking for you need to get your products posted um I, we can always take pictures of your products for you if you need to get a website built we can always build your website let us know let me help you out here average podcast all right guys